welcome to the Bold City Bros podcast, episode one. We're getting off the ground here. It's big stuff. I'm not going to lie. Huge. It's it's pretty much the biggest thing in Jacksonville sports history since the inaugural game of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And okay. ever since Big Dick Nick came to the city. Ever that's since... That's fast. Ever since the enormous dong <laughs> of Nick Foles entered, entered the city. Um, I'm your host... Penetrated the city. <laughs> I am your host, Graham Marsh. Uh, over to my left, we got the numbers guy, Dalton Two Raw Redman. Uh, Dalton, tell us the tell us people a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm gonna tell y'all about myself. Pretty much, I'm the numbers guy. People call me Two Raw. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> tell that's you about that. it. He's the numbers guy. Um, yeah, big numbers guy. He knows about contracts, and that's about it. He doesn't really that's know anything else. So, so I've if, never he's, giving you, a, if never he's giving watched, you a take that's not about numbers, just ignore him. I've never watched a Jaguars game in my life. I just look at the contracts. That's just what happens. <laughs> he just crunches the numbers. That's not true. That's not true. Giannis um, won MVP. <laughs> what? Giannis won MVP. Giannis? Giannis? <laughs> Giannis. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's introduce Cam here. Let's he watches sports. Let's introduce Giannis Crown over here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't get out much. We are just let him out the basement for the first time. I want to do that. So <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm a Jags fan, obviously. Been one since, like, birth, but uh, been to every Jags game since, like, 2007, so, yeah. That might have been the douchiest introduction. <laughs> Dude, he was like light skinning while he was doing it. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, a bit of all the games. Bro. Like I, wish I'm saying. Could, I wish you could see me right now. I just feel <laughs> flexing up on right here. So, so that's that's Cameron Cron. Um, just call him Crondo. Uh, and then over to my left, um, Mister Two Raw here. Uh, I want to start it off with a story that I want you to tell. All right. Um. Dalton in his lifetime has met a multitude of Jaguar players. I'm kind of sick. Just a little. Um, so, I want you to tell me the weirdest interaction you've ever had with a Jaguars player. Um, probably the weirdest interaction I've ever had was... Um, this actually is an interac- interaction I had. It was an interaction my mom had. And she has passed it down through the generations... And um, it was, she was playing a fitness. This was about 10 years ago. And uh, John Henderson's wife ends up running next to her. And they know each other. So they're like handed off and stuff. My mom, being who she is, just like, hey, John Henderson, if y'all know, is like D-tackle. Like what, 6'5", 330 pounds. Big like big He's man. He's not small. Not small. And uh, his wife is about 4'10", 100 pounds, <laughs> maybe. Right? So... I say that right now, what's the first thought y'all have? How do they have sex, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> first, the first thing everyone thinks. And so my mom's running a treadmill with her, and she's just like, I gotta ask you how y'all do it. <laughs> no. Yes, no, your mom did not yes. ask that. And your mom did not ask. Dude, she did, bro. I mean, it's on everyone's mind. I'm sure she gets a lot. <laughs> and so she goes, she laughs first, probably awkward for a second, I'd imagine. And all she says is, I just ride him. And my mom's like, oh, I, mean, I guess it. that makes sense. That's the only position. <laughs> That's the only position possible. She said, well, if I let Big Daddy on top, she said the quote, Big Daddy. If I let Big Daddy on top, he'll crush me. <laughs> and my mom was like, shocked, right? Shocked. But 
everyone knew that. I mean, she was the answer. I, I cannot fault her for honesty. Because, I mean, that's true. Like, think about it. He, but, but, like, how... I mean, okay, from her perspective, I kind of get it. Like, he's a football player. Like, whatever. Like, he has a lot of money. Like, cool. He's but, not a terrible-looking guy. He's... Nah, he's a terrible-looking guy. <laughs> and he screams at equipment people to slap him in the face. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he does that for sex. <laughs> What was her name? What was her name? Dude, I don't know. Oh, God, let me Slap me, Sue! Slap me, Sue! Let me go ask her, my mom real quick. <laughs> Yo, this story is incredible. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, he'll crush me. Dude, he was 335 pounds, bro. John Henderson's wife's name is Chloe. Chloe. Wow. All right. And, and was, <laughs> to confirm his playing weight, he was playing at 335. Yeah. <laughs> Give us so 35 pounds just on top of you, bro. Oh my god, that's unbelievable. Alright, that's that's a phenomenal way to start this podcast. I could not have I could not have thought of a better way. Dude, you have me on the spot there. I'm glad. I told I told Dalton beforehand. Started. I said that I was gonna start I was gonna get this warmed up by by having him tell us a story, but I wasn't gonna tell him the topic of the story. Because I wanted him to just think of it. I didn't want him to have time to prepare. Because if I, did, if I didn't put him, <laughs> if I didn't put him on the spot, he might have been like, "Oh no, we're not going to talk about sex." Like, oh, like, that is PG guys. That's exactly how Dalton sounds. Too. Yeah, I sound just like that. And I'm also a super PG guy. <laughs> no cussing, no anything. <laughs> Dalton too raw PG, dude. Um, okay, That's so a motto. so our first actual topic we're going to get into today. We're gonna we're gonna get into today is um, Jalen Ramsey went on Adam Schefter's podcast. It was either today or yesterday, and um, at the tail end of the pod, it was it was literally the last like three minutes of the show. Um, Adam Schefter asks him to give a quick breakdown of the QBs he's gonna play this year, and it was pretty much a hope that he would give the same answer he gave to was it GQ, GQ. magazine? Yeah. yeah, GQ magazine from last year when he pretty much went quarterback by quarterback and gave his very honest opinion about each quarterback such as Josh Allen who he just went on and on about how trash he was he was um, right he was I still think he's right to this day he never lost yes um but but yeah I mean he called a bunch of quarterbacks trash he called out a bunch of guys which was kind of ironic because Blake Bortles was still here um, whoa whoa, 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 whoa. alright I'll be careful whoa, whoa, whoa. He's watching it. <laughs> Dalton is currently wearing a shirt. It's an all-teal shirt with Blake Bortles' team picture, and it says Elite on top of it. And I'm also repping a Garner Minshew mustache, so... He is. We're going to have later on our Twitter page, um, I'm going to put a side-by-side of Dalton's mustache and Gardner Minshew's mustache, and y'all are going to They're close. I think, I think they're close. Think yeah, so they're so. close. Dalton has a couple more... Um, weeks probably to get it like fully there but i mean it's definitely coming in nicely i feel like with every shave of the face it gets more potent oh uh, i definitely feel that i've been trying to imitate garner Minshew ever since we uh drafted him um i've been trying to get that mississippi mustache ever since that day so every time i shave i feel that but i gotta say you gotta make sure when you post the pictures you put our names underneath each picture because because they might not know which yeah. they might not know which one's which exactly 100%. i don't want that be, be honest with me did you know who Gardner Minshew was before he drafted him? Honesty. Total honesty? 
Absolutely not. I know Cam does. <laughs> yeah, I, I know did, I did. But, and I, I hate myself for it. <laughs> do you, I've gone 21 you years. You wasted so Can much you tell time. 21 years without knowing that, man. Can you tell me right now what college he played for? Uh, can I tell you right now? One of them. He played for a few. Well, um, what college he finished at? Yeah. Uh, I can tell you he finished at Washington State. Yes. Who is his coach? Who is his coach? Easy. It's a very well-known coach. Steve Spurrier. <laughs> yes. Steve Spurrier. You're so right. <laughs> I watch college Leach. football, y'all. It was Mike Leach, who's a legend. Offensive like, mastermind. Absolute mastermind. Dude. Okay. Literally, literally does A savant of the game. He literally... <laughs> He literally doesn't run the ball. His offense is called. Why would he? He has Gardner Minshew at quarterback. That's true. That's true. If Gardner Minshew shaved his mustache, I'd start running the ball. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Change the whole offensive <laughs> game plan. But anyway, um, so when Adam Schefter asked Jalen, he pretty much. I don't. I mean, he left it pretty open ended. But Adam Schefter pretty much just said, "We're, we're going to play the clip um, as well." But Adam Schefter basically said. Just, you know, a quick rundown of, you know, quarterbacks you're playing this year. And Jalen basically shut it down. He knew what Adam Schefter was asking him. He knew what he was referencing, which was the GQ article from last year. He's maturing, bro. And Jalen goes, Jalen goes, nah, I'm not going to do that this year. Like, he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done roasting everybody. Good job, um, so what I want to start with is, do y'all like that he did that? Do you not like that he did that? And then I have another thing I want to segue into, but Cam. Well, first of all, like it or not, Jalen's got a certain thing on his in the back of his head that's coming up at the end of next year, or I guess the end of this year. Um, but Tommy doesn't like the cockiness about him, and that's pretty obvious. But um, very obvious. But that's just how it is. Tom is just—he's just straight up. He likes players that just play the game. Doesn't like the whole drama side of it. Stuck in the 80s a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely some 80s about him, if you've ever heard him talk or seen him. But um, Like when he tried to force Jalen to come to OTA. There's some things that he... Yeah. Yes, there's a there are certain optional training activities. <laughs> optional is the key word there uh, that Jalen obviously did not want to participate in for m- multiple reasons. Good reasons. But that's just how Tom Coughlin is. Well, Jalen's not in a position where he has to go. Like, there's certain, in my opinion, the way that voluntary OTAs work is, yes, they're voluntary. Theoretically, the whole team doesn't have to go, right? Yeah. I mean, it's what the but, player association, obviously, I mean, that's what they bargain they, for. Right. If it's optional, you're not right. supposed to have to go. Exactly. Yeah, and theoretically, the whole team doesn't have to go if they don't want to, right? Yeah. But to me, every player is different on if they should go to OTAs or not. And Jalen Ramsey is in a position, he's earned the right to not have to go. Exactly. I mean, like... He didn't go to OTAs last year, and he was still one of the best corners in the league. And we know what he's doing, too. He's in, he's in constant communication with his coaches, which is a big thing Doug Marone always talks about. If you listen to Doug Marone's interviews, he always says, you know, yeah, this guy's been in contact with me. And It'd be a red flag if he wasn't, I mean, Yeah, if he's ghosting the team, the team yeah. then, like, that's a problem. But if they've spoken, if he's spoken to the head coach and he's spoken to anyone else that cares, and he's like, hey... I'm not going to be there. I'm in Nashville. I'm working out with my dad. This is what I'm doing. And here's the other thing to me, which is why he's like doubly earned not having to go to OTAs. Jalen shows up every year even bigger. Right. Yeah. He shows up every year like Jack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not like the things. Way. It's not like the program's not working. What he's doing. It's yeah. working. Yeah. For like, sure. It's not like he's like Kelvin Benjamin, like an off season 
smashing down Twinkies. Like, that's just not what's happening. A Popeye's not... biscuit away from Pine Hill. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's going to show, you know he's going to show up, you know he's going to be in shape, and you know he's going to be one of the best players on the team, probably the best player on the team, as far as just at his position, he's earned that right to where he doesn't have to play. And the, the other thing is corner, especially if you're a cover corner, and you're not a guy that has to play zone, you can just mark up on a guy, then not to say that chemistry with your defense doesn't matter, but you're kind of just on an island by yeah. yourself. There's mm-hmm. not that much team scheme you have to work on. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're Miles Jack and you're literally running the defense, then it matters a oh, little bit more. Absolutely, like you, yeah. you have to, you know, direct things and you have to learn your new teammates and we just drafted Josh Allen and you need to get to know him a little bit. But if you're Jalen and you're on your island and we know you're good, we know you're going to be, a, you know, arguably best corner, but not arguably, you know, top three, top four corner in the league, then I don't care. You, you don't got to go to OTAs. Yeah, it right. doesn't matter. But all that to say, Cam, you alluded to it. We know he's got a contract next year. Mm. We know that. And we know that whether it's us or another team, he's going to become probably the highest paid corner league. If yeah, not, I, very close yeah, to it. Yeah, I think it'll be right? number one. Yeah. So, so Dalton, Mr. Numbers Guy. That's me. Give me, give me, like, for, first, first before we move on or before we, you know, kind of get into the nitty-gritty of this so we know what we're dealing with, give me, like, a rough estimate of, like, about how much you think Jalen is going to ask for. Dude, if you're asking how much Jalen is going to ask for, I mean, I feel like Jalen, like, his status on how he feels about playing Jacksonville, like, varies with the wind. I mean, like, like one day he posts on Instagram, like, gotta get out of the city, y'all don't respect me. And, like, next day he posts, I'm like, oh, it's my city. I just bought a house. It's yeah. like, all right. Well, so, like, no, that's true, but, like... Let's just, like we we know his personality is weird. We know he's kind of yeah. a weird guy. We know he's outspoken. But let's just pretend for a minute he's totally normal. All right. And he's a rational individual. Yes, he's a rational individual. It's okay. not gonna you know do something weird. What is the market for a top corner in the NFL? What is that number? What does that look like? I mean, you can look at uh, two years ago. Now we signed AJ Bouye, who was like obviously like a very good cornerback and we knew he was about to right. be very good. He's very good, but we weren't paying him to be a you know top five corner of the league. Right. We were paying him to be good. We were paying him like he was a top five corner though. How much were we paying him? We were paying him thirteen and a half million dollars a year, which was I think top three at the time. Of all corners in the league. Yes. Okay. And which is eighth now. So uh that's a bar also you can look at the Jaguars and set. Obviously things are a little different now though. But, uh, I mean, the market, we went at Xavier Howard, making $15 million. He's the highest paid average. Uh, Josh Norman's at 15. So, um, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I was going to say, what is Xavier Rhodes at? Uh, 14. So, I mean, I think 15, 16. 15, 16 is about. Very, very reasonable, I would say, for a long-term contract. Yeah. Do you know, I think 15, 16, three years from now is going to be not what it is. You know what I mean? Right. With that adjusted right. cap right. every year. So, yeah, I think we can expect easily – What's he gonna ask for? I don't know. Twenty twenty five million. <laughs> He'll ask for twenty seven, and then we'll work out for that. Yeah, he's probably gonna pick his yeah, favorite may, number. May, let me rephrase yeah, that like, to what should he ask? For. He's gonna get. He's like, hey, give me that two point That's like what he's gonna say. <laughs> it's two zero. So, but like, I mean, honestly, that literally might be what happens. But um, I, I'd say reasonable. Uh, Sixteen, seventeen is probably what he's gonna ask for. What okay. He's gonna get what the Jaguars gonna want. Probably anything below that. 
But I mean, I think sixteen million. Yeah, is I mean, I, like, very fair. What I would sure. think if I'm, if I'm Caldwell or if I'm Coughlin, I mean, I'm fine with the fifteen sixteen number because he's obviously earned it. Mm-hmm. I would just try to keep it as closer to fifteen as further away from sixteen as you can. Yeah, and one thing I, about that is the sooner that you get that contract done, uh, the less you have to worry about the market changing. Because you do that right now, right? Yeah, because right I mean, now, I mean, the value, million, yeah. yeah, I mean, it goes up every year. Yeah, you do that the right cap now. goes up every year. What everyone's worth goes up every year. Yeah. So, but I what what scares me is you've kind of talked about it a little bit with how unpredictable Jalen is. What scares me a little bit is I can see him as being one of these guys that wants to you know air quotes reinvent the market. Right? He wants to reinvent the scale. And yeah. Like Todd Gurley did, 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 did Todd Gurley did that with the new running back with the 2019 running back because we thought for a long time the running backs are a dying position they're a dime a dozen don't pay a running back because their body's just going to break down but then Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell came along and said but look I can be you know also a top two top three receiver on this team so you need to pay me as a wide receiver and they they pretty much reinvented how running backs are looked at and how right. they're evaluated and how they get paid. Yeah. They, they reinvented the running back position entirely. And I can see Jalen as thinking that his play has done the same thing because we haven't seen many corners like him that can guard pretty much anyone. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely You can put Jalen on a tight end. You can put him on a wide out. You can put him on a slot guy. You could put him on a running back. Like I mean, you could literally put him on anybody. You see when we played the Patriots in the AFC Championship and even when we played them last year, um, early in the season, um, we were begging. All the fans were begging for Ramsey to just be put man on Gronk. Oh yeah, that's what we wanted. That's what everyone wants to see. And like, yeah. I mean, because he's big enough and physical enough to do it. Every, we, we don't see corners a big, lengthy corner with the speed yes. that he has. Yes, we don't yes. see a corner that's physical enough to man up with Gronk and fast enough to guard Tyreek Hill. Are exactly. you are you kidding me? Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I could see him coming to the table. And his agent, I don't know who his agent is, but coming to the table and being like, listen, you're like, yes, top corner money. The market says 15, 16, but I mean, he's more than just a corner. Like this guy's arguably a corner slash safety slash linebacker with all the stuff he can do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to move into to Miles Jack a little bit. Um, you know, this this topic was really more about a month ago when... When Telvin, when Telvin's departure from the team was more recent in the news, um, Miles was asked about the potential to move to weak side linebacker, and he pretty much he wasn't like completely shutting it down, but he pretty much said no. He he said on the linebacker himself. Yeah, like he said he was like you know, I played outside linebacker. When Pizlesny was still here, basically, and you know, I've moved to middle linebacker. He was playing strong side linebacker. Yeah, and that's yeah, also right. a very different position. Right, weak side. And he pretty much said, you know, I've moved to middle linebacker. I like this spot. I'm comfortable here. And there's a lot to know that you know, if if Miles weren't to be the middle guy that directs everyone and tells everyone what to do, you, there's no one else with adequate experience that would step into that role. Yeah. So pretty much all that to say that Miles Jack basically said no. He pretty much said, I'm comfortable where I am. I want to stick to this position. So There was an idea of like Jake Ryan, who they signed 
in the offseason yeah. of him moving to middle and moving Jack outside again. I think Jake Ryan's on the depth chart as one of the starting linebackers right now. Is he? Yeah. So is Jake Ryan capable of playing well, I wouldn't want middle line. Is he capable of playing weak side or strong side? As much as I love um Miles Jack as a linebacker, I don't I don't know if I want him to switch positions again, even though he has experience at it. That puts pushes Jake Ryan into a position that I don't really feel comfortable with. Right. Of him relearning another defense and then now commanding them right. as a defense who's already been through a few seasons together. I don't really know if I would want a new guy calling the shots and pushing Jack or yeah Miles Jack back outside. Right. So yeah. my my opinion is, um, you know, me and Dalton have talked about this before. That middle linebacker, you've got to know the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, back of the defense. It's harder. Yeah. It's a lot harder. You know, with, with strong and weak side. Like, there's obviously things you have to know, but it's easier to kind of just plug someone in and just say, go. Just do this thing. Whereas middle, there's more stuff you got to know. It takes more time to learn. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, it'd be you easier. everything. Right. In my opinion, it's easier to just keep Miles at that anchor. He's comfortable there. He's good there. We know what we're getting, and he knows what to do. And he can facilitate from there. And I, th- I think that's your best linebacker group. I think that's your best way to go about this. Even though you're, you're going to lose production at weak side. You just are. With Telvin Smith being gone, you just are. Yeah. Quincy Williams, if he is everything we've hoped and dreamed and he is everything we want, you still lose production this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you just are. That's just going to happen. It sucks, but it's, it's the truth. But I'd still rather have that then move Miles to weak side, and then it screws everything else up. Right. Yeah, that's just absolutely not a good idea for sure. And I know, I mean, we all know Miles. We know that if he was asked to do that, he would. He would do it. Right, yeah, no, yeah. That's a great thing about Miles Jacks. He just comes out and works. But, um, I mean, like you're saying, if we want anyone to be playing weak side, we want, I mean, I don't want to, not saying they are ignorant as people, but you want the most ignorant person about the defense to play a weak side linebacker. And you want the most intelligent person about the defense to be at Mike, at middle linebacker, calling the shots. Because, like we were saying before, at middle linebacker, you are the quarterback of the offense, as Cam said. And so, you know. If there's going to be someone on the defense that's behind, you preferably want them playing weak side. Yeah. Yes. Or definitely not playing middle linebacker. That's what <laughs> right. Yeah. That. Yes. And so, like, if you, you know, a, a play is called and then you have a strong safety lineup in the wrong position, position. or a free safety play in the wrong zone. You need a middle linebacker that can call that out and see that. You know, is a, is a is Jake Ryan gonna be able to, you know, just get in this not even playing middle to start with during OTAs and minicamp, throw him in there now and say, Hey, I, I expect this out of you, I expect you to know this by the defense. No, you can't do that. You expect Quincy Williams just got on the team and he, Quincy Williams isn't gonna play middle linebacker. But like you can't expect people, He's too small. Yeah, absolutely. So you can't expect people to just be throwing that. So I mean honestly Miles Jack's the only competent player to be playing Mike and then be calling the shots on the defense. So it just kind of runs a default. And like you said, no matter what, you lose production at weak side linebacker because Tyler Smith is obviously an animal. Lost for some production last year, for sure. But uh, who knows But even why. Yeah, like even Telvin Smith at his worst last year and Quincy Williams at his best this year, you still lose. There's still a gap there. For sure. You still lose production. Mm-hmm. And... 
But, I, I mean, ideally, Quincy Williams steps into that role and plays really well, and you can still have an elite defense. Yeah. You can still have a top three defense in football right. because you still have two of the best corners in football, and you're going to have maybe the best defensive line of football. Mm-hmm. If Calais Campbell gives you another year of seemingly continuing to sit from the fountain of youth and he stays <laughs> somehow, young. Somehow. If Calais Campbell gives you another year of really good production and Josh Allen is, you know, three-fourths of what we expect him to be. Our D-line is going to be Then it's going to be... That's a lock. Yeah. That's that's it is just over. It makes the middle linebacker job just a little easier. Yeah, for sure. Honest. Yeah, and, and the other thing, you know, we're going to, we're going to you know, kind of dabble on this a little bit later on, but one thing that I love you know, matchup-wise, coming into this year is, if you look at our division, really the only team that our defense isn't going to have an answer for to, like, completely shut down is the Colts. Because the Colts are the only team that's got the quarterback and the line. But if you look at the, if you look at Houston, yeah, you've got Watson, yeah, you've got Hopkins, but their offensive line might be the worst in football. Their offensive line is, is horrendous. And if the Jags if the Jags defensive line is half what we think it's going to be, then that might not even matter. Right. You know what I mean? Um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins may catch three balls because like Watson's going to be running He's for his life running the whole around. game. He'll have a ton of rushing yards, but <laughs> yeah, but but like he'll be running he'll be running for his life the whole game. And then you look at the Titans, who are still holding on to a semblance of a pretty decent offensive line because the Titans had. Two years ago, they had the best offensive yeah, line in football. I agree. They did. Their their offensive line was was ridiculous, mm-hmm. and they've aged a little bit since then, and they've had some and injuries. Took a few steps back, and they've taken a few steps back, but that's still a respectful offensive line. That mm-hmm. that is not an offensive line that you can look at and be like, "Oh, they're horrible." Right. They're not. Like that's a pretty good offensive line, but you've got a quarterback that was born with broken glass. That was born with glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, Mary will be playing that game. He'll be he'll be out for the season at that point. Yeah, and <laughs> if we're smart this time, you know, if Tannehill's in the game, who's like their new Blaine Gabbert, we won't injure him like we did last time. But anyway, I love um, that they responded to Mariota's injury-prone abilities by signing another injury-prone <laughs> quarterback. That, that's just funny to me. You figure that you know, with having both of them, you know, maybe they'll both last all sixteen. Yeah. That's maybe. Just, that's, <laughs> yeah, a big maybe. Um, do they so, have Corey Davis, though? What? They have Corey Davis, though. They do have Corey Davis. Oh, elite. wow. Elite, Absolutely. Elite. <laughs> All right, so Miles Jack, as Cam talked about, kind of under-talked about that he's in a contract year. Um, but, I mean, as Dalton was telling me earlier, um, part of the reason that it's kind of under-talked about is because his number will be an affordable one. Yeah, more affordable, for sure. What is what is his number? Uh, his number is kind of up in the air. And that, um, when I say up in the air, I'm not talking, is it 5 million or 15 million? Because like we were saying before, um, he's kind of not being talked about much because it's not going to be that high of a number. Because it's not going to be a number like Nagakwe may get which is like, you know, $21 million or higher. Um, Jalen Ramsey is going to be 15, 16, 17 million, somewhere in that range, hopefully, or at least that's the market value. Miles Jack, linebacker is kind of hard to gauge because you have um, edge rushers that play linebacker. Um, you have linebackers that are only one or two down linebackers, kind of like Lesney was. Um, so it is hard to gauge. So a number that I think 
a little raise we get is six to eight million. I think would be fair. Let's say that Miles Jack has a, a career year. Okay, he has just an incredible he has year. A Pro Bowl year. Yeah, he has a Pro Bowl year. We're really good, um, and he just has an incredible year. And then Leaves he the is like, tackles. and he is like, you know, he and his agent are just extremely demanding, and he wants as much money as possible. What do you see? Like the very most we would pay him is. I don't know. It's tough. Um, I think it's like the most tackles on the team playing middle linebacker, you know, Pro Bowl type year, All Pro type year. I mean, it could definitely dip into double digits. I think you really have a player that can play at that level. So what? Eleven? Ten? Ten or eleven? For okay. Sure. But I think a reasonable expectation is seven, seven, right. eight for sure. Right. But with Miles Jack, we know that the Jaguars can afford that number. We know that like. Even if you're paying him as much money as you could ever imagine paying him, you probably would, at the end of the day, won't end up having to move that much around to make that contract happen, mm. right? But this next guy, Yannick Ngakwe... Who's that, bro? I haven't heard of him all oh, this offseason, dude. You haven't heard about Ngakwe? Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Um, <laughs> so we know that his number is going to be around $21 million, or that's what he wants, it's around $21 million. Um, And, you know, every, like... Every, like, Jaguar site, every Jaguar blog, you know, all this, like, all over Twitter, the question has been, you know, is he worth it? And then, obviously, you know, you read the replies, and, you know, 8 million replies in a row say yes, like, obviously. Because we all know that, yes, he's worth it. That, like, I don't like that question because literally everyone has the same answer. Like, what's the point of asking? Dude, literally just, everyone's going to answer the same thing. Just because all the fans have the same answer doesn't mean... I have, The answer is that obviously pay him. Well, that, that's what I want to get into. Um... We know that, you know, his production relative to the market value, like, yes, you should, in theory, pay him. But the more important question to me is can the Jaguars afford him? Can the Jaguars afford a $21 million edge rusher? If they, can they move enough around and, and not lose tons of production elsewhere and afford that? I think it's possible. Well, that's just because of the Josh Allen draft pick. I mean, that's just the one thing that stands out to me. Yeah, I think the the important question is, can we afford him? I think the answer is, yeah, if we really wanted to, we could cut Clay as Campbell next yeah, year. that's what I'm saying. You're drafting him, Josh you pretty Allen. Much have, I think you pretty much have to cut Clay as Campbell. Yeah, sure. Do you have a choice? I mean, you know, I mean, it depends. I think production stays where it is. I mean... It's a possible restructure could, of Clay as Campbell. Yeah, restructure or... But, but like... Is there any way you pay him that much money and not cut someone? Who do you cut, Darius? Yeah. One of the yes, one of the two is expendable for sure. One of the two will definitely be gone. I can say that with confidence. But so I mean, I, like I don't know exactly how the numbers are, and I don't know if if either of y'all do either. But do you think that it would fit in the cap to cut Darius and then just pay Ngakwe that money? Do you think that would like work out as evenly as we're hoping? No, because the thing is about Darius right now is he took a pay cut. He restructured his contract. For this year, as he, as we all know, and that was huge. That was oh, a big deal because he was about he was um, poised to make fifteen million dollars this year, which uh, just wasn't gonna fly. He yeah. he's production made, wise, he was not playing up to his contract. Not to fifteen million dollars, no. no. And um, and his his numbers do show that, and our numbers as a team on a def on defense that our run game he's massive skyrocketed. Yes, because of him. Yeah. Like the weak defense, defense. on defense in a good way. It was yes. it the, was it was bottom of the league when we before we traded for him. Yes, and because so he, we were because at the time, that was twenty seventeen. We signed him midway through the year, 
at the time, you were dealing with an elite defense, but you were dealing with, with a, a very a huge hole. You were dealing with a very undersized defense. Yes, yes. huge hole. Because you're dealing with Calais playing in the interior, and I mean Calais is big, but he's not enormous. You need Calais is tall, but he's not like thick. Yeah, Calais thrives at strong side DN. Right, you need at least one of your D tackles to be, you know, a big old. It was boy definitely a pass rushing defense. Yeah, oh, for sure. You need a guy that can just sit there and plug up a hole. Avery right. Jones and uh, what was their defense tackle's name? Let me cut. What's his name? Uh, Malik Jackson. Avery Jones and Malik Jackson just were not going to. Be a run stopping defense. No. Malik and Jackson honestly, knew with a pass rushing. Defense maybe one of my hottest Jaguars takes is I don't even think Malik Jackson was that good of a pass rusher. And I know everyone thinks like I'm not saying he's bad, but like I don't recall a game where where the game was over and I was left thinking, okay, Malik Jackson took that game over. I don't recall that game. That game didn't ever happen. Especially not for what we were paying him. Not even close. Which is why he's not on the team. And how how often do you finish a Jaguars game and you think, okay, Yannick Ngakwe took that game over? It's often. Yannick Ngakwe yeah. was the difference maker in that yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it happens all the time. Too. It's not just a, a minor game. He right, so, so, I mean, like, I I personally am not going to miss Malik Jackson at all. I don't, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I won't whatsoever. Marcel Darius I would probably miss because you, lo- you lose a lot in the run game with him. And especially in the division, you're talking about the Titans are a team that loves to run the ball. So losing Darius would hurt. So unfortunately, the way we kind of talk this in, and what I'm hearing is it's more going to be Calais is the most expendable if we're thinking about next year. Yes. I think that's what it is. I, for, I would agree. For the cap it, because, I mean, Marcel Darius, even we're talking about we don't know how expendable he is because the impact he's made on the run defense. Um, he is poised to make only like $6 million this year. And there's some kind of weird thing going on his contract. I don't really understand what's going on, but his contract number for next year is $23 million, but it's an option. But we're not gonna pay twenty three million for that. I don't know what's going on there. So either next year, uh, by next year, Darius will get a new contract. You have to look at those numbers again, or he won't be on the team anymore. I don't so, think twenty three is. Like, we're not gonna pay. That. No, no way. I mean, that's that'd be the highest paid right. by far. Twenty one's got to be the cutoff to me. To I don't think. I don't think you can get for Yon, for Ngakwe. I don't for Ngakwe, can... I was talking about Darius. Well, yeah, yeah, but like to me, with Ngakwe. If he wants over twenty one, that's when you gotta be like, okay, that kind of hurts. We can't yeah. do this anymore because you'd you'd, what you would have to move around at that point wouldn't be worth the production he gives you. I mean, and that's, that's the question that people that's when when people ask, is Ngakwe worth the money? You can't think to yourself, is his production worth the money? Because it obviously is. It we is. know that. Yes, agreed. But you have to ask, is his production worth the production you're gonna lose elsewhere? Because I feel like fans. This drives me crazy with fans. Fans forget that a salary cap even exists. They forget it's even like a thing. They think, oh, you know, this guy has earned this amount of money. Yeah. You know, this guy is, you know, Ngakwe is one of the top three best defensive ends in the league, so he needs to be paid like it. And it's like, yeah, but can the team he's currently on afford that with their cap room? And it's like, that's the real question. Mm. The question is not the dollar amount. The question is the personnel amount. And like Cam was saying... You have to ask, can they afford him? And you have to ask, is that production worth it to the team and if they could afford him? Because you can't talk about Yannick Nagakwe, Yannick Nagakwe without talking about our pick this year, Josh Allen. Right. Because they and, play the exact same position. And this is this is an interesting question to me. Does Ngakwe 
does Ngakwe start these contract disputes if the Jaguars never draft Josh Allen? Dude, I don't think no. I think I think one of those reasons is I think the Jaguars Jaguars have leverage right now. They do have I leverage. I agree, yeah. And that's one of the reasons if you ask me to make look into my crystal ball and make prediction wanna Gakwe be on the team two years from now, I would say no. Really? Yes. And I would think that would be the smart move. Because, I mean, I would love to have a Gawkway. I think whoever gets him, their team's going to change because of him. But, I mean, he's definitely worth, you know, like $20 million, as we're talking about. Um, but he's worth that to the Jaguars. Is he worth right. that when you have Josh Allen, who can step in and give you a lot of that same production? Yes, absolutely. And uh, we all know Josh Allen's going to be a beast. Um, but we, I want to stay on contracts for a little bit, but I want to flip to the other side of the ball. Um so Leonard Fournette, right? Yeah. We avoided his guaranteed money, which is kind of, is a pretty baller move by Coughlin. I'm Dude, not gonna lie. Tommy Coughstrup does not play. Tommy Coughstrup does not play around. Um, so let's just keep this broad and let's keep this simple. Is Leonard Fournette a Jaguar next year? Yes, I think he is. I actually think he's gonna be our best player on offense next year. You even, think? Even I, I'm not Coughlin. talking. I'm not talking when. When this coming season ends, I mean after this season, next season, game one is Leonard yeah. Fournette on the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm thinking he will be because solely because of this year's production. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm thinking he's gonna play in all. Is this knee jerk? This so this is what <laughs> this, Leonard Fournette playing all sixteen. I games. think Leonard Fournette is playing in all sixteen. You know he games. played in eight last year. Last yes, year, I understand. Right? I understand. Last year, I, I was there. But, I watched every single game. <laughs> let's be fair. Yes, Leonard. Le- yes, Leonard has always had injury problems. He had injury problems in college, and he had injury problems last year. We know that. His rookie year, he played in thirteen games, which is, I didn't even. I if you had asked me before I saw that stat, how many games Leonard Fournette play in his rookie year, I would have told you like six. Yeah. Like I literally just felt, ankle, I felt like he was hurt. out of college. I, mean, I literally felt like he was hurt all the time, but he played thirteen games. His rookie year, so like he and, is capable of going through a grind, and that's forcing him the ball all the time. I mean, he was running the ball all the time. I think that's my hot take, knee jerk reaction. That's how I do it. He's gonna play in all sixteen games solely because he's gonna have the help of a passing game. That kind of helps me think that we have a chance here. Well, well, and w- what I particularly hope is that he can contribute in the passing game because. I do not think it's sustainable in 2019 to have a running back like Leonard Fournette that just pounds up the middle all the time. I don't think he can take that. I hope we know that. I think, yeah. And, <laughs> I don't and think, I hope, I'm not sure if we know I'm that. that. <laughs> I hope the Jaguars know that too. But I also hope that Leonard Fournette is capable of being a legitimate receiving back. He's not, he's not Todd Gurley, okay? You can't line him up as a wide receiver and have him go run routes. That's not going to happen. But can he be a... You know, five catch a game, you know, 30, 40 yards guy. I, I think so. Can he yeah, do that? Yeah. Yeah. If, he can, if he can do that and then, you know, be 70% of what he was as a runner his rookie year, but give you that extra in the passing game and, you know, pick up a couple first downs on third and five, you hit him on a, you know, seven yard route. Right. Then that's huge. If we have that, then I love Leonard Fournette. I mean, you, you've but if you don't have it. that, if he's not being a legitimate receiving threat, if if there's not, if the other if the defense can't 
if the defense doesn't have to say, all right, we have to take our best cover linebacker and put him on Leonard Fournette, if they don't have to say that, then I don't see him being on the roster in two years, personally. I've, to me, it is all about how he can catch the ball in the backfield. So, Cam, you say he will be on the roster, Yes. but does that also mean you think he should be on the roster? Well, that's a big question that I have got to see what he does this year. That's. More, I thought you were a knee-jerk guy. I'm a knee-jerk reaction kind of guy. You need an ambiguous answer here. You <laughs> but, can. you know. I need a knee-jerk here. <laughs> Uh, you better jerk that knee now. <laughs> no, he sh- he should <laughs> he shouldn't be, he but should. he will be. But he but he will be. Just because the team of, on but but you were talking about how he was going to have a big year. This I, coming I year. didn't say big. I said he's going to play all sixteen games. Okay, I, 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 I didn't say big year. I think now well, does that mean he plays in the first quarter and gets hurt again, or does that mean he plays like the whole game? Let me tell you something. If he <laughs> no, <laughs> he can't do that. You cannot do that to me. All right. You will play in all 16 games, Leonard Fournette. That's I'm Cam's message you. to Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Leonard, right. I know you're this guy. <laughs> They've already talked about it this offseason. I mean, they're going to – they saw in Philadelphia, Nick Foles likes to throw the running backs. They did it all the time. They have the offensive – He's a big running backs guy and a big tight ends guy. That's what he is. He loves to do it. And we obviously know that Alshon Jeffries is go-to. Like, he'll throw it up. But we know he uses running backs and tight ends. And they've already talked about it. Fournette himself talked about it. I mean, he's caught a thousand balls in minicamp. He made a joke about it. But I know with the help of Nick Foles, they're going to help him stay healthy. I just, I, you know, I can feel it. The question is, like, will he, I mean, be on the team two years from now? That was a big, big question that so, I don't know if I can answer that. So something that I thought was interesting two years ago that ne- that was never talked about. Or actually, no, sorry. Well, it extended into this year because that's when Nathaniel Hackett got fired. Something that I think was never talked about, and I don't know why, is when Leonard Fournette, the past two years, and this is, this is a Nathaniel Hackett thing because he called the plays. When Leonard Fournette did not play, we gave the ball to everyone. We spread it around. Look at the Patriots game. Perfect example. We spread it around. Everyone touched it. You know, it was running back by committee. You cycled through Yeldon and Grant. Like, everyone played, and everyone got the ball a lot. Everyone meaning, you know, five or six guys touched the ball and made real contributions. You had five or six guys that had a catch or two and, you know, 15, 20-plus yards. I see you're going and, this, yeah. But when Leonard Fournette played... It's all like divorce, isn't it? It was like... We're in the 1980s, yeah. and he, it, we're acting like he's Walter Payton, and we just hand <laughs> well, him the ball. Well, we're forcing it, yeah. And we yeah, just hand sure. him the ball every play. And it's like, listen, is it impossible for Leonard Fournette to play, and he gets a decent amount of carries, but we still spread the ball around? Why can't we do that? And the that's worst thing about that is that's the best opportunity to do it, because when we put Fournette in game, they load the box. Right. Exactly. So why are we not passing it at that point? Try the same and kind of me, package with Fournette. In the, in the exactly. Game. In my opinion, there's two reasons that Nathaniel Hackett is no longer the offensive coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's because of that, mainly, and it's because of the limitations Blake Bortles puts on you. Right. And offensive oh, coordinator killer, right? Yeah, for sure. So, and like obviously the the Blake Bortles limitations isn't his fault. Um, are, are there things I think he could have done better with Blake? Yes, I think there. Are, I think he took way too long to start catering to Blake Bortles' strengths, because I think that you went a very long time with Blake Bortles very rarely running the ball, and that's one of his best attributes is running the ball. Hmm. But then you know, like obviously you know Blake's gone and. 
that's over and that's in the past. But if I see the same kind of thing this year, that's going to really bother me. Yeah. I really Probably don't want to see, you know, just, I, I don't think we will because you have, because you have Foles now. And ideally, ideally you're dealing with at least an average quarterback with Foles and you're dealing with a guy that can spread it around. But if I see another, you know, if week one, they trot out there against the Chiefs and, and I just see, you know, Fournette after Fournette after Fournette, just up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. That's gonna drive. That's gonna really piss me off. That's gonna drive me crazy because that's what got Hackett fired, and it, it's no different. Why would you fire? That'll say. That'll say more about Marone than himself. I mean, Marone and Coughlin. Yeah. yeah. The thing with Hackett, sure. I mean, getting looks immediately after he's fired is already the offense coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they've seen that he yeah. created mine. But maybe that will answer the question. If we see more Fournette up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, I mean, that'll show that. It's more Marone is getting involved with the offense more than we would like that. I mean, that's we just we just know that. I mean, if we're talking about 2017 when he had his you know breakout rookie year, and um, that is kind of the he's only played for two years, so that's kind of like we're saying like his not his best case. He also built off of that, but so you know that's kind of near to his ceiling. And so even with that, he had a thousand forty rushing yards that's that not, year. Yeah. Which is you know not in, not insane, but for a rookie running back, um, that's eighth in the league, um, so that's good. But it's like it's not like oh this guy's a truth, you know. I mean, if he did that every year for four years, yeah, you know he deserves some high recognition. But you also look at the fact that we're talking about we force him the ball, yes, all the yes. time. Yes, analytically, it's just because his his yards per carry wasn't very much three point nine per attempt, which is twenty eighth. That's not impressive at all. That, that, that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, if you think that's bad, three point nine per attempt in twenty seventeen, which is by the way twenty eighth. So if you think that's not impressive, we can look at last year. We look at his total yards, which was four hundred thirty nine, which is abysmal, which is forty seventh in the league. But you kind of say, hey, he only played eight games. You know, you know, g- give him a break. 47th. He comes in, he's rusty. Yeah, and that and also. That wasn't a consistent eight games. It's not like he played, you know, the first eight and then tore his ACL or something. We're talking, you know, he nicked himself a little bit, doesn't play for two weeks, jumps back in, plays, you know, a game or two, gets hurt again, takes it. Like, we're talking all over the place, and for a running back, that's really hard. Yes, absolutely. And so you kind of give him a break. You know, he's he's kind of how many carries he's going to get. You know, he might be a little rusty. But you look at the per attempt, it's 46th in the league at 3.3. Yeah, that he was at the bottom of the chart for qualifying running, and backs. that just can't happen. That that no. just cannot happen. That cannot happen for a player that is making, um, the number six highest cap for this year. By because what is top five pick? And what what when you look at when you look at those numbers, what is that telling you? That's telling you that we had a quarterback we didn't believe in, and we knew our only chance of moving the ball is Leonard Fournette having a big day. Mm-hmm. That's your only chance of putting up a lot of points on offense. It let me let me ask you this question. If Leonard Fournette does not get picked the number four, where does he go? He's not going to the top ten. I, re- I heard that Carolina really liked him, but like they obviously picked Christian McCaffrey in the same draft. But I had read something that I don't remember where that they were really interested in like getting Fournette before we could, but they had no ways to get up ahead of us, which eventually worked out in their favor because McCaffrey's 
panned out probably more than they even If they expected. had traded up to number four to pick Leonard Fournette, that might be the worst pick of all time. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. To trade up to draft an injury-prone running back <laughs> in 2019. But that's what I'm saying. If we had drafted Christian McCaffrey at that time, I would have been more happy with that. I, and honestly, hindsight I mean, now is 2020. Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson was... Deshaun Watson was available. O.J. Howard was available. Could you could you imagine O.J. Howard being on the team with Nick Foles right now? My God. Patrick what, Mahomes. My God, well, what know. what we could have done with that pick that we didn't do to this hurt. day makes me want to oh, cry. I I, it's because we were hand. I mean, we thought Blake. We had to pretty much stick with Blake. That was the, the whole Jaguars. But even then, you could have gotten OJ Howard. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. But okay, so I I've oh, yeah, I've right. kicked that horse enough. I but, can't wait. Y'all are gonna be wrong because Fournette is gonna have a great year this year. Listen, he's if, gonna be a, have a healthy year. Sorry, not a great listen, year. Listen, if we could look year. back at the if we could look back at this episode and say, Graham, you stupid dumbass, I will love that. <laughs> I I really hope that's the case. I really hope we can look back at this and say, Graham, you were an idiot. Like that would be awesome for me because that means that Leonard Fournette has has over a thousand yards rushing probably, and we're in the playoffs. Like that that's what we're probably looking at if we can look back at this and say, Graham, you're a dumbass. But anyway, let's stick with contracts but move on from the horse that I've kicked a million times. Um, twenty twenty contracts. Uh Dalton, you went through this list of guys that are in contract years. Mm-hmm. Um so kinda of what what was your takeaway from that? So that list? Kind of who has to put up a show this year in order to get their contract next year, if it is ending next year. Um there's Quite a few names. Um, there's actually less name, big names than I thought there would be because there's so much talk about contract, contract, contracts. Um, I mean, even Jalen Ramsey has a fifth-year option, so he's not going to have his contract up for next year. But there are several smaller players that I think are very important to mention. Um, first, we have running backs. We have our new running backs, Alfred Blue and Benny Cunningham. Like I mentioned before, I think they're going to get a lot of action. Just because, like, we've talked about Fournette, obviously, isn't the most healthy player. You want him to have, be running down the field 40 times a game. And Armstead is going to be a rookie. Yes, Armstead is going to be a rookie. So and, I, like, and like, like, you can play rookie running backs, but, I mean, as much as I, as much as I liked Armstead and as much as I think he can turn out well, there's a reason he was picked in the fifth round. Right? Yeah, and he runs very similar to Fournette. Yeah. So if you, hopefully we do switch up the offense, as hopefully we'll be able to run people differently. But uh, Alfred Blue and Benny Cunningham, um, I think they both will be a conversation, or they could be a conversation to be had, because both their contracts are up next year. And at wide receiver, we have Keelan Cole, which, you know, who knows? I mean, Keelan Cole. Yeah. He's an unknown. I feel like he's had like, ups and downs all over the place, but I'll be interested to see what, what they're thinking What about. does a guy like Nick Foles do for a guy like Keelan Cole? Dude, I don't even know what to think about Keelan Cole. Like, I don't even know if I can provide commentary. It's almost like he's supposed to be a speed down the field guy, but we rarely ever see us take a downfield shot with him. We saw in the playoff game against the Steelers, and that obviously worked out. But and it's also we're working with Bortles at quarterback, which you can't really showcase your talent as receiver <laughs> with that guy. But um, yeah. it's it's be interesting to see what Bowles does with him. right. And Keelan Cole last season was almost non-existent. I mean, I feel like season before that in our playoff season. Some game changing catches, mm-hmm. but it's just last season. Keelan Cole didn't was hit, didn't even hit a name. Keelan Cole last year was maybe the most impressive catch of the year against the Patriots of anybody, and then nothing. Yeah, that was Keelan Cole last year. 
Yeah, so luckily we're paying him very little because we signed yeah, him as undrafted. Yeah, he was undrafted. Yeah, so so that's good. Um, but he his contract is up next year, so I mean he has to do something. Uh, we need some kind of consistency. Um, I don't know where he's gonna be on the depth chart this year, just because we have Conley, we have Lee, who Lee and Westbrook are obviously gonna be kind of the two starters. Conley and Toro Pryor, we don't know where they're gonna be. Uh, DJ Chark, he exists. I mean, I feel like he's forgotten, and yeah. he's a second-round pick from last year. Yep. And he's very similar to Cole, in my opinion. He's right. kind of the guy you want downfield. Right. Go make some big catches. So, Keon Cole, it's worth talking about just because Jacksonville's been obsessed with him, depending on the week. Uh, his contract is up. Ben Koyak, who at once was a our starting Playoff hero. tight end, yes. Uh, his contract will be up. I don't know if he will play literally at all. This if Josh year. Oliver's good, Ben Koyak's not seeing the field. No. Like, yeah, we have O'Shaughnessy the only and chance... we have Jeff Swain. Well, yeah. How you say his name? Jeff. Swain. Jeff Swain. It's spelled really weird. It's yeah. G-E-O-F-F, but gotcha. it's, it's, it's pronounced Jeff. So we have James O'Shaughnessy and we have Jeff Swain. So I don't know how much we'll be seeing the field yeah, at all. That, yeah. yeah, and if yeah. And, and if Josh Oliver's good, none of this matters. Like, Though we do respect his efforts in the Buffalo Bills game with his touchdown. <laughs> oh, match, you got to respect it. You have to respect that, but... Unfortunately, yeah. they have an expendable player. And then uh, on the offensive line, a couple of names worth mentioning is Tyler Shatley, who has been invaluable as a backup on the offensive line. When everyone goes down, he's the kind of guy who can move around anywhere. What are you laughing at, Cam? You think Tyler, Tyler Shatley's not invaluable? Is <laughs> 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 that the wrong word? Nah. Or oh, maybe not invaluable. Invaluable <laughs> as a hog mollies, bro? What? You don't care about the big hog mollies up front. No, I, you gotta respect so what are you those talking guys. About? You gotta respect those players. But from what I've seen in the past, no, Cam doesn't think offensive line is important. It's I, important I agree. I, it's the that. most important. The quarterback, sorry, is the quarterback most important. But the O line is definitely the second most important position to play. I've seen our backups play multiple times in the past few years. They are not good. Okay, maybe they are I'm not comparing, good. Maybe I'm comparing Tyler Shatley to the other guy who has a contract coming up, and that's Josh Wells. Josh Wells is an absolute <laughs> abomination to the off the line position. Dude, I literally every Grant, every game me and Graham went to, all I do is just bitch about Josh Wells. The <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. Like he's bad. I, he is bad at left tackle or any or right position. tackle or, or guard position. or center or being a human being. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I. I'm sure he's a decent man, but dude, just watch him. Like I don't understand why I have this, why I have this mentality, but. Like whenever Josh Wells is on the field, I only watch him. And like I'm, I'm also like an analytics kind of guy. I want to see like what the offensive line does sometimes. Like I'll, I'll, I'll look away from the ball on a running play and sometimes look at the offensive line just because trying to see what's going on. But I'm like a normal guy. Like I'm not watching a line all game. I'm watching where the ball is going. But dude, when Josh Wells is on the field, I just stare at him. And I'm telling you right now, I've never seen him make a good play. I've observed more Josh Wells film than Josh Wells. And the O-line coaches combined. Have you ever noticed that when we play the Texans, if Josh Wells is playing, J.J. Watt literally follows him to whip him? <laughs> no, are you serious? Yes, if we no. ever played him at right tackle, every play, J.J. Watt was in the, are the you right serious? side. I'm not even kidding. You can go watch. So we played them left tackle. Where do you think J.J. Watt's going? <laughs> He's going to go follow Josh Wells. That's am- I'm so glad I heard that yes. exists. I'm yes. going to go watch that. You I have no to go. idea that was a thing. You, he wants the production. He's like, okay, I'm going to get a few sacks this game. I'm going <laughs> to follow this guy and see where he's going. J.J. Watt saw one game of Josh Wells playing, and the exact words were, was, Jesus Christ, Josh Wells is an abomination to this game. <laughs> That was exact word. Blur anyone that paints 10 Josh so, Wells. Those football are is worse because Josh Wells plays. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> 
So that's what I gotta say about our our swing tackles, like Shally and Wells. I'm sorry, I know you think Shally's great. He's a, a valuable player. I know our backup. Big Shally guy. I'm sorry. Huge Shally. I'm sorry, but he's. <laughs> we need more still, stats on this team. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still not sold on our backup lineman. No, I saw. Not. I saw last year. That's no. all I gotta say. About all I gotta say about it is I hope Shally's back for sure. I think I hope Josh Wells isn't. I hope Josh Wells. So, so who, who else? Yeah. Who else? Who else on that list? Uh, obviously, Nagakwe is on the list. That is, we talked extensively about that. Um, Miles Jack talked extensively about that. Um, I think really those everything I said. So, like I said, there's not a lot of big names. It's kind of like just notable. So let, let's backups. go. Let's go around real quick. Let's say yes or no for all those names on if they're coming back or not. On the team. All right. Let's start with for those guys we just mentioned. Yes or no. Let's not even talk about the running backs because they haven't even played it down yet. Yeah. So let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about Keelan Cole. So 2020, week one, 2020, are these guys Jacksonville Jaguars? Keelan Cole. Keelan no. Cole? No. All right. No? For no. you as well? It's, I, don't th- I think it's honestly pretty easy to decide. He won't. Yeah. Even if he has so just, a decent year. It's, no. So we, we, we got three won't. no's. Okay. All right. Um, we it's have, good to have an odd number here because we can. Yeah. yeah. We have tiebreakers. Uh, once again, um, Noble backup. We have Troy Priors up. I forgot to mention him, but once again, haven't seen him play. It's kind of hard to talk about. Yeah, that's a wild card that's worth talking about later. But yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely going to be up in the air. Uh, Big Koyak? No. No. I don't think so either. I'm really hoping Josh Oliver shows out. Uh, Shatley and Wells? Shatley, yes. Wells, unfortunately, yes. Bro, I'm gonna say. I know, I, like, like I'm not saying I want him, but I just don't know if we have enough offensive line depth right now to just be cutting people. I, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say both are, are gone. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. They're. I mean, they can show what they can on the practice field. Wells is not going back. We all know. We just talked about. Shadley. I'm sorry, but we're probably gonna draft a replacement for you soon. The, I mean, say. true, but like, look at this year. You again. You finished this draft with one offensive lineman. They so, also had Will Richardson that we drafted last year. Yeah. He wasn't able to play. Mm-hmm. That he was on the injury. Yeah, the I mean, year. if Will Richardson shows out, I think that changes everything on this on the offensive line. That changes the entire offensive line if Will Richardson is good. I think. But right now, I'm, I'm I right now I've seen literally nothing from him, so I'm operating yeah. under the assumption that he's not that good. That's true. Granted, I could be totally wrong about that, but Josh Wells is on the team next year or in 2020. I'm gonna jump off the Dane's Point Bridge. That's all I gotta say about that. So. Uh, Caldwell, if you're listening, there's a Jaguars fan out here that loves his life. Just, <laughs> this will be your responsibility. Um, Charlie, I hope he is. As you know, I think he's been a great backup. Cam disagrees. That's Sorry. okay. Nagakwe. Next year. 2020. No. Wow. You don't think he's getting on the team? No, because I think that this year you franchise him. And I think that Josh Allen shows up. Well, we need to talk about this. So this year, he's on his like two million dollar contract, and so we're not gonna be able to franchise him because he already has a contract to be signed, like that he's under. So if we franchise tag him, it'll be franchise tagging him when this next off season comes up, which will be four twenty. So you can't franchise someone already on a con- already on a contract. I don't believe so, and we wouldn't anyway because why would we? Either way, the point of franchise tag is to have them obligated to play at your team or don't play at all, and that's the contract he's under. He's either played for us for $2 million or don't no. play at all. Okay. Um, still no. Because I think Josh Allen shows out and I think you're not going to need him. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, he's gonna be. We're gonna give him some money. That's all I'm gonna say. I think we're gonna give him his contract because that's what he wants. Um, I don't know. I really am fifty fifty. I if 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 he is on the team in twenty twenty, there's a gun in your head. You gotta pick one. No. Wow. If he is on the team in twenty twenty, he's making either honor franchise tag, which would be stupid of him because he he'll be making two million dollars next year in franchise tag money next year, which is below his market value. Um, so either that's happening, which would be worst case scenario for him and for the Jacks, we're going to lose him the year after that. Um, or he is on the team, he's making less in his market value because we signed to extension this year, pay him fairly this year, pay him fairly for the next four years. He gets a crap ton of money over the next four years below his market, but a crap ton of money. Um, or he just isn't on the team anymore after the season. He holds out after one year, probably get a decent deal. Um, but I think most likely thing is he holds out. We don't reach a deal. Maybe he does come back for a little bit, but uh, next year doesn't work out. I honestly, I'm gonna say I think the Jaguars sign him to an extension before training camp. That's my hot take. I hope so. this year. Yes, I hope you're right. I, I mean, think that's it's not. Too, that, I don't think that's that hot of a take. I, I think that like a lot of people have that opinion. Mm-hmm. The the Jaguars are not. Even though we've seen some questionable front office decision making the past 15 years, I think they're not. Stupid enough to let a player that is play to his magnitude just, I mean, pretty but much. Let, but let's say that cap wise, let's say that cap wise, out of Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, and Yannick and Gakwe, you can only afford two. Who are you keeping I, out of those two? I'm keeping in Gakwe and Ramsey. Sorry, Miles Jack. I mean, I've seen I'm Pro keeping... Bowl and All Pro stuff from two of the three. We love Miles Jack. He's a cool guy. Well, yeah, He's won, he won us the AFC Championship. Yeah, but you true. Yeah, but you're talking you're talking a guy that's ten million dollars cheaper. Yeah, I mean I see that, but he's also part of a, a culture draft. I mean he changed the culture with the twenty sixteen class. They Agakwe? don't they were respect that yes, Agakwe, I'm sorry. Well, I guess all three of them were yeah. in the same draft class. But he was really from the moment he stepped on the field, he was definitely a playmaker. Miles Jack sure was a great player, he's made plays. There's a difference between having a guy that you have to game plan against a Gakwe than Miles Jack, who's sure he's a middle linebacker, but he's an expendable player. No, yeah, like I totally think Ngakwe's better, but I don't I don't know that he's ten million dollars better. And not ten million dollars better when you have Josh Allen sitting right behind him. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see about that. So is that was that the last one? Uh let's see. Out of the difference makers? Mm. Miles Jack. We are kind of talking yeah, we, about that. We kind of hit on that. So, so let's just go around around table one more. Is Miles Jack on the team in a year? Yeah, I say definitely. Yes. I, I say, say he's sure. almost the more, I, most likely. Yeah, I would too. I think Miles Jack's going to really help out the Jaguars with his contract and really not kind of make them spend more than they need to or should. Yeah. yeah. I, I see I see an $8 million guy. Yeah. yeah. $7, $8 million guy. I think that'll be an easy Set decision right? to make when it comes. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we hit that. Um, Alright, that's all our topics. Y'all have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, not really. I hope the Jaguars are good. That's pretty good. I really hope this podcast is enjoyable. I really hope, like Dawn said, the Jaguars are going to be good. Also, that'd be nice. Jags in the Super Bowl. Jags Super Bowl. I hope my prediction's wrong. Jags in the Super Bowl. That'd be nice. If the Jaguars have a Super Bowl, 
we will have a limited edition Super Bowl podcast. And no matter where the three of us are at that time, we will rendezvous somehow yes, and, and have a podcast. We will. We might, have to, we might have to meet on like an island in the Pacific Ocean or something like that, but yeah. we'll get it done. Oh, absolutely. We'll make it happen. Yep. All right. So that concludes episode one. Thanks for coming. Of the Bold City Bros podcast. It's been a great time. Y'all have a wonderful day. Go Jags. Um, spit in the Titans fans' food today. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that one. 100%. It, and this one's a total positive note. Spit in someone's food. <laughs> yes. Specifically the Titans. The Titans fans only. <laughs>